This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly sponsored by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. As a city supporter, we know you value delivery, and McDelivery is up there with the very best. You'll always be winning with McDelivery because just like Kevin De Bruyne, McDelivery puts your order right on a plate. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered as well. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for you tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. In a season where many have questioned if City's dominance can be sustained, the same question is now being asked of City's stud striker Erling Holland. Does the Golbotron need a software update or is there an issue with City's underlying systems? It's Friday the 13th of October. I'm Andrew Detmer. I'm Joe Ritchie. I'm Bill DeFilippo. And this is the City Report Podcast. It's here for good to win! It is a thrilling start for Manchester City! The fastest ever goal in an FA Cup final. 2023 is the City treble year! Champions of England, FA Cup winners, and now, at last, Champions of Europe! Manchester City are kings of Europe. Now they have their triple crown. Welcome back to another episode of the City Report Podcast, International Break Edition. Um, we're lucky to be joined by longtime friend of many of us on the pod, but uh, I don't believe you've made a City Report Podcast appearance before, Bill, but Bill, tell the people who you are. Uh, I'm some idiot on the internet that convinced these guys I know what I'm talking about. But otherwise, uh, yeah, I'm a writer and editor with the website Uprock Sports and it's Basketball Vertical Dime. And uh, I my credentials to talk about Manchester City are I watch a lot of their games. I mean, that's about as much credentials as Joe and I have. So <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't, uh, I'm not going to hold you out too hard. Uh, Joe... It's not only the international break, but it's Friday the 13th, and I don't know if that means anything to our... I assume that translates across the pond. We don't have anyone else, but like there are literally movies about this, but uh, are you cowering in fear of black cats and walking under ladders? I mean, it's definitely uh, it's spooky season for sure, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be spending the day up at a buddy's lake uh, just kind of messing around, so... You know, if I if something bad goes wrong there, that's a good place for me to end things. I'm fine with that if something bad goes down. So <laughs> I'll let it be what it'll be. Speaking of spooky, let's talk about something that I think has spooked many City fans, which is the form of Erling Holland this season. Now, I wouldn't say he's necessarily having, you know, a bad performance, given that 
he's at the top of school scoring charts. He's got like 0.8 XG per 90 still. But I think we can all agree it hasn't exactly been world on fire. Right, Bill? Well, that's been the funny thing with Holland's season. I know we're all talking to our fellow Manchester City supporters and our friends who are supporters of other clubs throughout the course of the season. And there has been that sentiment of what's up with Holland. Uh, he's being a little wasteful in front of goal. He's been getting chances, that sort of thing. And and then you go and look at the Premier League goal table, and he's in first place in that. And his goal total, you know, in the league, eight goals from 7.9 expected goals. Uh, so if anything, I think this is just a reflection of how incredible he was last year, that he's been, you know, a pretty – you know, he's done about what you expect him to do as a striker, and that's like blowing people's minds. Yeah, I think that's that's fair, and I've, I've said similar, that if Holland is kind of ripe for criticism, it's only because he set the standards so high in his first season mm-hmm. that it has put him in a position where being an above, you know, an, a plus-side finisher, essentially, and finishing more chances than the underlying numbers tell you should, even doing that isn't enough, which there are lots of really great strikers who across their career are never coming close to what Holland is doing right now in this bad funk. But Joe, as much as people have criticized, or maybe criticized the wrong word, but have worried about Holland's form, Holland's lack of goals and like the times he's kind of not put away easy chances because we can think of them this season. They actually haven't been the games that City has lost. So do you think that maybe it's less of an issue that Holland is not finishing chances at the rate that we think, but more that we aren't getting him the opportunities that we did last season? Yeah, I mean, I think, first of all, the easiest and most simple answer is he's missing the creativity of Kevin De Bruyne and just everything that he offers any striker. But I think particularly in the athletic did an interesting piece about it um, earlier in the season about having someone create from the right side versus, you know, a Phil Foden off the left and that type of impact for Holland being a left footed striker and all that. But um, yeah, I mean, I think like we talked about, obviously he's top of the Premier League goal scoring charts. Um, His numbers are good, if not very good. It's just last season was literally historic. Um, so to follow up a season like that is difficult. I think where I have the quote unquote biggest concern is how does city as a, as a collective unit, get him the ball in situations like we saw last weekend at Arsenal against teams that are, it's really both ends of the spectrum, right? A very good team at the top of the table is just going to be very talented defensively. You know, they're going to make it difficult for you. Holland can't really create for himself. We've seen that. It doesn't seem like at least in the small sample size this season, that's improved. And then you go to the other end of the table, a Sheffield, a Burnley, um, Luton Town, whoever, excuse me, Sheffield United, because I know Amos probably just like cringed. Um, (laughs) You know, those teams are just going to put 10 behind the ball. So his options are limited there too. So I I think for City as a unit, it's, it's how can we get the ball to Holland more effectively? I mean, he had zero shots on target, zero XG against Arsenal. Am I expecting him to score a hat trick? against Arsenal? No, but City at least need to get him opportunities or or find a way to get him more involved in the system. You know, it seemed like towards the end of last season, he was slightly getting more involved in the buildup and 
to me, it was a little bit too much. Like, I think he was dropping too deep. But I think we need to see a little bit more of him even just leaving the 18-yard box to get involved and um, kind of link up play. And it, it seems like it's a culmination of things that City just haven't quite figured out yet with this collective unit. And keep in mind, all the key departures that we saw and all the key incomings that we've seen. Like, that, that's going to take time and it all funnels into Holland. Yeah, I think that's completely fair. And it, it, you brought and meant, brought up and mentioned the absence of Kevin De Bruyne. And I think that it's not only the absence of Kevin De Bruyne. I think what it has also done is forced Pep to push a couple of players that I think are better elsewhere into other positions to try to make up for the absence in Julian Alvarez and Phil Foden. Now, you know, Alvarez has had an incredible start of the season. He is second... Uh, behind Holland, scoring six goals for this team in all comps. Uh, the, their 14 goals are 14 of the 25 that City have scored combined. But if you actually look at Alvarez's underlying numbers and then Phil Foden's underlying numbers, both of them are creating a little bit more in terms of they're taking more shots, but their shots are actually coming from further away um, because they are now in that Kevin De Bruyne kind of position. And as great as both of them are, I don't think either of them have Kevin De Bruyne's long kind of goal ability in them. And so to me, I think that what we miss more than anything, it's not just that we miss KDB, it's that trying to compensate for that has pushed two of our other really good players to have to play in positions that I don't think suit them to the best of their ability. I know everyone wants to think that Phil Foden is the you know this midfielder but I do actually believe that his best position is kind of as a like wide forward cutting in from the right onto his left foot um Bill do you I mean do you agree do you think that some of this is just Pep is trying to accommodate for KDB's absence and it's not only that we're missing him but it's kind of putting other players maybe not in their best position to succeed yeah, and I, and I don't necessarily think it's just De Bruyne. You look at uh, Manchester City's uh, shot-creating actions per 90 in the Premier League last season. Number one was De Bruyne. Number two was Riyad Mahrez, who is no longer with the team. Number three, very small sample size, was Cole Palmer, no longer with the team. Number four was Phil Foden. Uh, number five among you know players who played a little bit was Jack Grealish, who uh, has you know had an injury. Uh, problem, you know, it seems like he's getting kind of slowly back into the side. And then number six was Ilkay Gundogan, who is now Barcelona. So I think if you look at why Manchester City is struggling to create, you look at all that, you look at who their top player in terms of shot creating actions is this year, and it's Rodri, who has not played in the last three in, uh, games in the, between the Premier League and the Carabao Cup, and you sit there, and I think it's a lot easier to kind of see a way out of this, and I think it's a lot easier to understand we're still early in the season. There have been things that Manchester City haven't been able to account for. But baked into that is also the stuff that they were able to account for with guys leaving to go to other places. And they would just normally have to be able to get past that regardless. You then throw stuff like Rodri's uh, suspension, De Bruyne's injury, etc. on top of that. I, in a way, I almost feel like we probably should have seen coming that maybe Holland was going to have a bit of a slow start to the season. I, I think those are all valid points. And Joe, Bill mentioned the things that City could account for and not account for. You know, we had an international break, and I think, you know, City have historically been a team that Pep kind of gets them to peak at the right time, and part of that is a slower start. And we've got a bunch of guys in, and you'd say, oh, look, the interna that last international break, 
would it be a good chance for some guys to get some minutes, except all of our new guys were away with their international teams. And in terms of Pep trying to problem solve, he had emergency back surgery. Is, is some of this just the fact that City have several new important players who haven't been able to fully adapt to the side? And then also the guy in charge of doing that hasn't been around for several weeks. Yeah, I think it's probably more the former than the latter because um, I think we saw, you know, Pep was calling him. We saw the AirPods with Juanma and the, and the bench guys. I mean, he, he was always involved. But I think for the players, too, what we have to remember is that, you know, Pep signed a, a lot of new profile of players. And, you know, Nunez, Vardiol, Kovacic, these are a lot of ball-carrying players who serve a purpose. And I think, you know, there was an intention with that because they were envisioning a lot of man-to-man marking against Man City. Like, that that makes sense. But what you lost in... Mares, uh, Gundogan, uh, et cetera, you know, that we, Cole Palmer that we talked about is just the ability to, to get shots on target, to, to put in key balls. Like, I can think of so many times where to a smaller sample size, Cole Palmer to a bigger Riyad Mahrez, just cutting in and putting that perfect ball in for Holland from, from the right side. Now we're seeing this season, it's been a lot of, like, Kyle Walker high and up on the right. Like, that's not your ideal creative outlet, Right. Um, and to your point earlier, Andrew, right, like Foden's tucking in kind of in that Alvarez role behind the striker. So I think collectively as a, as a squad, they're they're just figuring things out. Like Jeremy Doku, for all the great things that he's done so far, his creative output hasn't been spectacular. Um, his take on ability has been great. He's had a couple of good goals, but, you know, he still has a long way to go as a creator. And then uh, to me, I think a very underrated piece that we haven't touched upon yet is the absence of Jack Grealish. Um, you know, obviously he's not a player who's, ending the season with double-digit assists. That's that's never really been his career, but his, you know, goal-creating actions, progressive carries, the way that he's, you know, I use the term kind of like behind the scenes able to impact games has been a glaring miss, especially, you know, he was such a key cog at the end of last season, which obviously won City a treble that this season he's been injured, he's been in and out of the side. Um, we definitely haven't seen the best of him. And a big part of that is he's able to hold the width that we just have not seen. Um, Doku's always trying to take on his man. Like I said, on the right side, Kyle Walker is somehow our creative outlet. And against Arsenal, I mean, I can't think of a time we've seen a more narrow Manchester City than that than that match. There was just no one there out wide. Um, so to me, if you can get Grealish, I know he's he's back and he's quote unquote healthy, but if we can get him back up and running, and just kind of continue to evolve Alvarez's role, I, I, I it will get better. It always does. City are never aside that peak in in you know October November. That's why we're not Arsenal, City, uh, United, etc. But it's going to take time. Um, I think they'll figure it out. It's just right now the easy kind of scapegoat is well. Why doesn't Holland have a hat trick every week? Why is he not on twenty goals in October? Um, give give it time. He'll be okay. It, so Bill, you mentioned before Holland had this crazy season right and that that's part of the reason what would be a season that you actually would look at and say that was a disappointing season for Erling Holland? like how many goals does he need to score to have a quote-unquote successful or good season for City in all competitions that that's a that's a really good question I I don't know if there's I, I don't know if it's a number or is it more. Well, let me let me turn this back around on you. If we get to February 
and Pep is still trying to tinker with things to figure them out, etc. And he ultimately decides, you know, we don't need the big target man. We don't need the big fellow in there. We need to have Alvarez in there. We need to do a little bit more false nine stuff. We need we. I think that might be it. His name is not written in ink, first or second name on the team sheet. Like I think, as long as that is the case, there is going to be a belief by Pep, by the rest of the team, etc. Probably Holland that he is going to be the best option up front. And if that means he scores, you know, 18 to 20 goals, but he's the best option and Manchester City are having success, I'd be fine with that. But if we get to the point where Pep has tried every different thing he could do in the back, he's done tried every different thing he could do in the midfield, every different thing he could do out in the wings, and the one thing he hasn't touched is Holland, and that leads to Holland suddenly being a guy who, again, is not a locked-on starter for every single game that they play that has any sort of stake to it. I'd almost say that's. I'd almost say that's the case. It's a tough question. It's something I admittedly have never really considered with him. Joe, how about for you? If if, if I told you that he's only going to score twenty more goals across all competitions the rest of the season, does that does that concern you? Um, I mean, it's hard to say, right, without like kind of end of season context and what his involvement is. I mean, I I think if you told me that he finished with what thirty six in the league last year, um, I want to say, what did he have fifty two across all comps? Correct. I mean, 52. so if he finishes with say thirty, I mean, to me on face value, that's probably worrying. But if I look at you know kind of the numbers of where he's at now, I mean, in the Premier League, for example. He's on pace to have uh, more, um, more expected goals. You know, his expected goals basically are tracking more or less the same as as last season. Same with expected expected assists. And to the point I've made a couple times, like he had more assists than Martin Odegaard, who everyone seems to think is like the best midfielder in the league. So I think we just take a step back and say it might not be all about the numbers at the end of the day. To me, the biggest thing is. He's not a, a two-season project for City. Ideally, especially if you believe the rumors, he's going to only extend his deal. To me, the biggest thing is I'd like to just see his overall game continue to evolve. If it means that instead of 52 goals across all comps, it's 40, and instead of, say, I don't know, 12 assists, it's it's 10, but we're still winning competitions and he's making teammates around mm-hmm. him better, that's fine. That's fine with me. I mean, he's also one of those players... Every game now, teams are profiling him way different than they were last season. He's drawing at minimum, minimum two defenders at a time, if not more, right? So you're hoping that that frees up space for your Grealishes, your Dokus, your Fodens, your Alvarezes. So my hope would be that if his numbers go down from a goal-scoring perspective, that we see a collective uptick in the players around him in goal and output. So we'll just have to wait and see. But I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not worried just yet. I think it's just something that, in a couple months, let's check back in and see where we're at. I I think that's completely fair, and I think that is the. It's a lot like measuring city. What is a successful season for Manchester City at this point? Because the expectations when you have a squad like we have and we have a manager like we have are obviously going to be astronomical, both by our fan base and then the media and other fans. Right? They think why Why are you losing a single game in a season? Let alone like not winning every title. But that doesn't mean that if we don't win everything, it's a bad season. 
Similarly, if Holland doesn't score 50 goals this year, that doesn't mean he had a bad season. The one thing that Holland brings to the table, given his style of play, is goals. So the lack of goals towards the back end of last season and then the beginning of this season, I do think there's a valid reason for concern. But for me, I just I look at the team around him and I think it has more to do with those issues than it does necessarily anything with Holland. Yeah, he's missed a few chances this season that you're like, well, that's weird. I feel like he would normally bury those. But we also have been getting him less of those chances. And the only reason we thought he, the only reason I think he should score them, and I have that thought, is because he scores absurd chances all the time. Like he's Mm -hmm. a victim of his own success, much like Pep Guardiola. And I also think, you know, last season it was talked about that it was a transitional season. And then, you know, obviously it turned into a treble. I think this season is a massive, maybe not transitional, but change of approach from City. Again, to what I talked about earlier with the types of profile that they brought in, I think. It, it makes sense as to why they targeted the players that they did, but it's going to have a, a huge effect on Holland. And then you throw in the biggest wrinkle of, you know, missing your best creator for the better part of four or five months. Um, you know, if you told me all that and then said, hey, by the way, his goal numbers are down, I'd be like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Now, the past few weeks, has it been great that he's missed a lot of key chances? No, but if you look across his career, the numbers say that He's going to also have a couple games where he has two, three, four goals on an XG of 1, 1. 1.2, 1. 1.5. Like, the numbers will even themselves out. I think it's just the first small sample size of the season hasn't been totally in his favor. And, you know, if City can continue to, you know, hopefully go on an upward trajectory, I think he'll be right along with that. Now, Bill, coming back after the international break, City have Brighton at home, away to Young Boys, away to United. Bournemouth at home, how many goals right now? If I if I made you, I was I gave you ten dollars and I was like, you got to bet how many goals you think Holland scores across those four matches. How many do you think? Well, ten dollars isn't a lot of money, so I'd probably say twelve and hope to my ROI. <laughs> um, uh, I would, you know, I'll say, I'll I'll say five. You know, I'll say four or five, something like that, one goal a game. Because because I think one thing, you know, there's been a lot of discourse about kind of City broadly and whether, uh, you know, what's wrong with them, etc. There's this discourse about Erling Holland, what's wrong with him, etc. And I think Holland, like City as just kind of a side, have earned the right to, like, have a dip like this because you know they they come out of it. They know, you know that with Erling Holland, if he, you know, forgets to put on his shooting boots a couple of times, he's going to then remember to put them in his bag when he leaves his house for the next two months, that kind of thing. So, like, I, he gets away from the team, clear, you know, maybe clears his mind a little bit. Maybe he, uh, you know, maybe he scores a couple over the international break. Brighton is going to be a very wide open game. Young boys, City are just better than them and should be able to impose themselves uh on them united god knows bournemouth uh not especially great and it's at uh you know they've had some real struggles early on this season it's at the Etihad. so like why would i not what 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 is the argument other than he's had this small you know a small struggle over the last couple of games and why should that be the thing that i pay more attention to than he's just always been a guy 
who knows how to snap out of these sorts of things. And, and I also feel like Brighton, to me, is probably the perfect match to get him out of that funk. Mm-hmm. This, this season's Brighton is just the definition of a goal fest. They'll score plenty, yeah. and they'll also concede plenty. So to me, that's the type of game, if you're a neutral, you better put that on your calendar because that, that could very well be a 5-2, 5-3, 4-2. Like, there's going to be plenty of goals. It's gonna, and the biggest thing is it's going to be open, right? Like, more often than not, City yeah. have games where, like, young boys obviously are a far inferior opponent, but you'd probably make the argument they're going to sit up pretty defensively, so that might not be great. But to me, like, Deserby doesn't know how to do that. He doesn't believe in it. Like, right. he's he's going to make it difficult. It's not going to be, you know, a throwaway game, but it's going to be open, and to me, that's the type of game that Holland thrives in. Um, and then he just fucking hates United. So, like, <laughs> that's a pretty much a lock for, he, he, for some goals. He's going to have Johnny Evans and Harry <laughs> Maguire waiting for him with Andre Onana, who, like, has a, has a weaker hand than David De Gea waiting for him. Like he, he just blasts a couple of shots at goal. One of them is probably going right. in, right? Yeah, no, it, it, it's a good run of fixtures to return to, and, and, and going back home will be nice. I mean, City have had a lot of away games. Um, so, I mean, granted, Young Boys and United are both away, but after that, it's a good run at home. So I think if you can get in a, in a form, I mean, after that, you're looking at uh, young boys again, Chelsea, Liverpool, Leipzig, Tottenham, and Villa. So that's the type of stretch where you'd really like to have Holland fit and firing for. Yeah, and to be, I do think that Brighton game is an interesting one for him to kind of get going again because Brighton have scored the most goals. They have also conceded more goals than anyone but 18th, 19th, and 20th place teams they've scored 21 goals given up 16 and have a goal differential of five it's going to be the Brighton monaco is that bad yeah they're a basketball team they're not mm. a they're not a you know they're not a european football team they're just like we're gonna run up and down and score which to be fair lots of fun but is also making me concerned about the idea that deserby could ever be city manager because i think i would literally have an aneurysm <laughs> trying to we'll we'll, we'll 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 have that conversation among us after the <laughs> pod because i i have thoughts on this well, uh, that's a good place to bring this segment to an end. And when we come back, uh, Data Detmer has a fun little quiz for the boys. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The Etihad Stadium really is wonderful at this time of the season, and the same goes for McDelivery. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to part two of the City Report podcast. If you haven't already, please give us a rating, a review, and subscribe on our platform you listen to. Tell a friend. We really appreciate it. And if you're looking for us on any social media or content platform, we are at City Report Pod across all channels. Now, boys, the reason we're doing this quiz now is because Erling Holland is uh, rocketing his way up the hat trick chart. 
He has five, uh, which I believe puts him in tied for ninth behind Sergio Aguero at 12, Alan Shearer at 11, Robbie Fowler at nine, Terry Henry, Harry Kane, and Michael Owen all have eight. Wayne Rooney has seven. Luis Suarez has six. The only other active player in the top nine is Raheem Sterling, as Harry Kane is uh, not currently in the league. Running so from Holland. he could theoretically return and advance up. But... Wait, what happened to Harry Kane? <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, the questions that I have for you are not actually about players. It is mm. all to do with club data that I have combed and created and found fun little factoids and certain trends and so the way this is going to work is uh i have eight questions you'll each get four you'll get to pick them by number um six of the eight are multiple choice two are just you've got to give me the answer if the other person get or if you get it right first go it's three points if you don't get it, the other person gets a chance to answer it for one point. I have a tiebreaker question, if necessary, at the end, but we will go all the way to the end because um, the, the point swing can, can matter. Is the so, tiebreaker question, what's the best Italian pastry? Because if so, I'm prepared. I should have thought of this, and no. That's, that's very funny. Ooh, that I, throwback, okay. Yeah. Um, but so let's go ahead and... Uh, Joe, I'm going to give you the... Actually, Bill, I'm going to give you the first pick as the guest. Uh, pick a number between one and eight. Uh, I'll pick seven. Seven. The question is... And this is multiple choice, so I'll give you the four choices after I read the question. Which active Premier League team has scored the most away hat tricks in Premier League history? Mm-hmm. Your choices are Liverpool, City, Arsenal, or United. How did I know those four were going to be the choices? Um, hmm. Well, let, let's see. I will go with Liverpool. That is correct. Ooh. Liverpool and- have scored 16 <laughs> Hat, away hat tricks in their 32 seasons in the top flight, I believe. Uh, and then Arsenal are at 12, Spurs are at 11, and City and United are tied both at 10. So are these questions, when you say the Premier League, do you mean the top flight? As no, a- this is only Premier League. This is only during okay. Okay. from 92 on. Okay. So that's that's three points to Bill. Joe. I will take... You got one to eight minus seven. I'll take uh, Vincent Company number four, please. Number four. Well, that's that's a funny little pairing of this question, which is which Premier League team has conceded the most hat tricks away (laughs) from home? Your four choices. Okay, I was going to say, please be multiple choice. Yeah. Newcastle, Southampton... Aston Villa and Leeds United. Okay, well, it can't be Leeds just based on. Actually, why am I speaking out loud? Bill gets a rebuttal. Um... So it can't be Leeds based on whatever Joe says. 
Uh, sorry, so Southampton, Villa, Newcastle, Leeds? Correct. Okay. Uh, yeah, Newcastle, Southampton, Villa, Leeds are your four. I'm going to go with... I mean, all these guys have had spells out of the Premier League, so... I'm going to go with Southampton. That is incorrect. Bill goes to you for one point with your options remaining being Newcastle, Aston Villa, and Leeds United. Uh, I will go with Newcastle. That is correct. Damn. Damn. Newcastle has conceded... Well, I, well, I knew it wasn't a Leeds. <laughs> so Newcastle's conceded 14... Southampton's conceded 13. Oh, fuck um, off. I don't think I... Yeah, so I did not use this question. Southampton have conceded the most hat-tricks uh, in Premier League history at 21. <laughs> Newcastle are brutal. right behind them at 19. So, Is that is that going to be a question later? Because I, <laughs> I feel like I should dog-ear that bit of information. No, no, no. So, okay, so that, uh, that remains Joe or Bill for you to pick from. You've got one to three, five, six, and eight. Uh, I will go with two. Okay, and this is inadvertently, I missed. There's three that don't have multiple choice. Okay. So this one, the question is, there are two big six grounds, or some, a couple of them have potentially changed, I should say. Like teams have ch changed positions. But basically, which big six team have only had one hat trick scored in them by the away team? And th this is among every team in the Premier League, not just no, the big No, so this six is just or... big six. Okay. Historically, what you would call the big six. So there are okay. two grounds, I should tell you. I just need one of them. That have only conceded one hat trick? Or, sorry, there's. I'm asking for one. I don't know why I said two. I'm asking for um, if a big six ground that only one has scored. I should say there are mm. two that qualify for this, so I just want one of the two. Yeah. So it is kind of multiple <laughs> choice because you know your options, but you're just going to have to pick. Okay. Um, I will say... So, real quick, if I say Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, would that be Tottenham, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and White Hart? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would, yeah, that would count for... Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I will say... I'll say the Emirates. That is indeed one of them. Damn, missed mm. Bill. Joe, I will give you a shot to get an extra point here since there is another answer. If you if you can name the other. I mean, Anfield's the easy shout, so I'm just going to go with that just based on alleged atmosphere. Liverpool have conceded three hat tricks at home. Wow. The missing one actually only happened, uh, I believe it was this past season, when Mo Salah scored a hat trick at Old Trafford. Really? Wow. Okay. Yeah, because I guess last Foden and Holland were at home. Shit. All right. Yeah. Um, Can we end the game now? Yeah, I was going to say, like, <laughs> I have, like, <laughs> a reputation uphold, so... 
Uh, let's see. So that uh, goes to Joe for you to pick a question. You've got one, three, five, six, and eight. Let's go with uh, our treble winning captain, Ilkay Gundo, on number eight. Which Premier League side that has scored more than 10 total hat tricks has scored more away than they have scored at home? Your options are Leeds, Blackburn, Spurs, and Everton. And to confirm, have all of those teams actually scored more than 10? More than 10 uh Hat tricks overall, yes. Yeah, meaning like there's not like a fraudulent one just sitting out there. No, no, no. So all of those are have scored more than ten total hat tricks in the league. Yep. But and only one of them, and cool. they are the only side in the Premier League, or have I should say have ever been in the Premier League, obviously because Blackburn are no longer in it. Sure. Um, that they ha have more away hat tricks scored than they have scored at home. I'm taking like just sheer logic into this that like again clearly hasn't worked so far but i'm gonna go with everton just on the basis that they've been in the league the longest and have i believe never been relegated it's probably gonna be wrong but at least it's something to hang my hat on go ahead tell me i'm wrong give it to bill give him the point <laughs> so everton have a, a total of 16 hat tricks but 13 of them have been at home yeah good for them. they only scored wow. three away all right so, bill go for it bill go falls to you so, uh, re remind me my choices again. Uh, your remaining choices would be Leeds, Blackburn Rovers, and Tottenham Hotspurs. Or Everton, if you're so, so inclined. I'm not going to okay. pick Everton. Uh, my, my, so my thoughts here are, one, I don't know why he would put Blackburn in if it wasn't them. But at the same time, my other thought is that would be an incredibly Spurs thing to do. <laughs> so, I think I'm going to pick Spurs. Incorrect, Bill. Ooh. Was what was it Blackburn? No, it's Leeds. Leeds. Wow, okay. Leeds has twelve hat tricks, five at home, and seven away. Interesting. Football in a library, baby. So so no <laughs> points on number eight for uh for anyone there. I so that remain leads <laughs> that leads. Uh that leaves Bill for you to pick for the next one. Uh one, three, five, and six. Uh, I, I will go with one. Which currently active Premier League team that also played in the original Premier League season was the last to concede a hat trick in the league, home or away? So if that question is unclear, essentially, of those four teams... Who was the last one that gave up a hat trick of any kind, whether it was home or away, in the league? Not like to us now, but like basically if you started from the beginning, who was the last team to give one up? Last last mm. is in most recent or last is in farthest back? So let's – I'm trying to think of the way to explain this basically. But so what, let, what is the one that will give away the answer? <laughs> So essentially the question I'm asking is, let's say, so all those four teams, they played on match day one of the first season, right? 
if one of them didn't have a hat trick scored on them until five seasons later, I'm looking for the team that didn't have a hat trick scored on them until five seasons later. And is this multiple choice or open-ended? Uh, it's multiple choice. I just haven't gotten there. Okay. Because I wanted to mm. explain. So the, the, the okay. your four options are Arsenal, United, Spurs, and Liverpool. Um, I'll, I'll pick United. That is correct. God damn it. The, the first hat trick scored against Manchester United was February 1st, 2006. Damn. Yeah, they're, Which per- is, they're pretty like, good. I threw that in there merely because that is a simply wild stat. That is a ridiculous stat. Yeah. yeah um, they used to be good. Yeah. <laughs> used to be. So, next question. I also just want Joe, to thank you, you, Andrew, for just, like, not doing, like, a point tally as we go. Like, it'll be humiliating no, no. at the end, but I don't need, like, constant updates of where we're at. So, uh, so, Joe, your options are three, five, and six. Ooh, three, five, and six. Did Fernando wear six? Let's go with that. <laughs> Ooh, another one of the open-ended ones, but this is a fun one. I'm sure. Which active Premier League <laughs> team has never scored... Or conceded a hat trick at home. Can I pull up the Premier League table? You can tell me no. Uh, I mean, I, I'm happy if... Yeah, you can pull that up. Okay. Uh, to be clear, I should say, they have scored a hat trick and conceded them elsewhere because there's another question that will come up. Um, but So which, which active Premier League team has not, never conceded... A hat trick home or Conceded away? or scored a hat trick at home. Okay, okay. Wow. Because I think uh, I'm ch- actually checking right now. Hold on. You don't have to. I'm going to say Wolves because I just. No, no, no. There's a, there's a question Fuck. that. <laughs> no. Okay. So yes, they scored. The, another team that I was thinking of scored. Um, at home. So never mind. There is only one correct answer to this question. Active Premier League team has never. I will. Scored? I will give you the slight hint that they have played more than ten Premier League seasons, and they are currently okay. in the top flight. I'm going to say Wolves just because I just think they're utter shit of a football club. Well, they played exactly ten seasons, so uh, I was like, I don't know if that was going to count in the head, but it's not. It's not Wolves. Fucking shooting blanks over here. Bill, do you have a do you have a guess? Well, my my guess was going to be Luton Town based on just pure numbers. That, um, but Except they have never... Yeah. I, yeah. They're the one that, like, theoretically... Yeah. I figured sure, that was too obvious. But they've also never scored one. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, I will... I will represent this great country that we all live in and say Fulham, United States of America. <laughs> also incorrect. The answer is yeah. Crystal Palace. What? They've never. Ah. Yeah, there's never been a home hat trick or an away hat trick scored at Selhurst Park. Huh? Isn't that wild? That is wild. Holland should. Does change it say that. how many? Do you have how many seasons they've been in the Prem? Off- yeah. Yes, I do. Give me one. Like second. I'm just curious. Uh, is it? I mean. Chris, 15 seasons. Damn. Wow. They've scored one hat trick, which is away from home, uh, and they've conceded two hat tricks, also away from home. Damn. 
Oh. So uh, Bill goes to you. Got three and five left. I will go with three. It's a multiple choice. Which Premier League team is the only team to concede two hat tricks in the same match, and they've done it twice? So basically, two times this team has played another team, and that team has had two different players score hat tricks against them. Okay. So your options are Southampton, Newcastle, Bournemouth, and United. Uh, Didn't Holland and Foden do this last year? United. That's your answer, is United? Yeah. Uh, They did do that to United, but that is not the answer. Wow, okay. So, Joe, for you, so... uh, Can I get a rephrase of the question, please, or a reiteration? So, which Premier League team is the only team to twice have two hat tricks scored on them in the same game? Twice. So, in two different games, two hat tricks were scored on them. Okay, my options are... Southampton, Newcastle, and Bournemouth. Man, Southampton have conceded a lot of goals. Yeah, let's go with the Saints. It is indeed Southampton. On the board! Wow, okay. <laughs> so, is that your first point? Yep. That is your first sure point. Is. Okay, uh, well. <laughs> well, and hey, you can, uh, you can quickly move back up because we've got uh, the final question, which is number five. Johnny. John Stones. What active Premier League side besides Luton Town has never conceded a hat trick? Home or away? Like, I'm sure if I thought hard enough, like, our answers previously have probably painted towards what this answer is, but I don't have the mental capacity for that. Uh, Again, not cheating, just pulling up the Premier League table. Which some may deem cheating. Don't care. Um, not Luton. Have never conceded a Premier League hat trick. And they played multiple Premier League seasons. You know what would be like really embarrassing is if like the team I say City have scored a hat trick against. Um, let's go with just because this is a data based episode. Let's go with Brentford. Ding, ding, ding. That is the answer. answer Let's go. I figured it was like small enough sample size in terms of longevity. And And also Thomas Frank, like wanting every game to end one. And we, uh, Joe, we obviously don't need the tiebreaker as the final score was uh, 10 to Bill and 4 to Joe. But you made a valiant effort over the end. But I will just ask, do either of you uh, just throw out your answer? Because this is the question. But how many hat tricks have been scored? Uh, across all teams in all seasons in the Premier League. Uh, all I need to know is what's the all-time individual? 19? Or 12? Aguero has 12? 12. I mean, shit. 30 seasons? One One fourteen actually, seasons. One thirty. 371 hat wow. tricks. Wow, 10 a season? So we, so, listen, Price is Right rules. <laughs> <laughs> You've won enough, that all right? Question. Yeah. 
But uh, Bill, it has been a pleasure. Uh, congrats on taking down the uh, reigning John Stones Paint Trophy winner. And uh, we'll have to have you back on sometime soon. Yeah, as long as there's no trivia, because I never want to be defeated. <laughs> <laughs> Smart. Never come back on. Just taking that heavyweight title and walking out of here. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And Joe, uh, sorry to uh, have you uh, so handedly defeated, but pleasure to have you on. Yeah, as the, always. The, thanks. The worst part was I invited Bill, so this was my own doing. But uh, yeah, well, th th thanks for putting this together, Andrew. It was fun. No problem. We're often the makers of our own downfall. And with <laughs> that, uh, we'll end today's episode, and uh, we'll be back with uh, a few episodes next week over the international break to keep you entertained. But in the meantime, uh, take care of yourself, and if you can, someone else too. Take care. Make sure you're geared up for Man City's end-of-season running with McDelivery. Great food delivered right to your door. By using McDelivery, you won't miss a moment of City's crucial running, and just like Kevin De Bruyne, they deliver your order exactly where you want it. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants only, 18 and plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 